Yo, 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 it's Bernard, aka the Scarlet Spider. And this is Samir, the King in Black. And we are back with a brand new episode of the Angry Blurs podcast. Where the nerds are black and the nerds are angry. So thank you for joining us for another chill Saturday morning. The vibe is right. The mood is good. How are you doing? Let's get going. What are you talking about? I'm setting, I'm setting the vibe, man. Vibe check. Never, never do the date, Samir, because I keep telling you the episode goes up on Sunday, so yeah, you don't. But they don't mind that we film on a Saturday morning. No, but it's the simple fact that you could have just said Sunday, but you, it doesn't process in your brain. <sighs> it's Saturday, all right. What's the big deal? In fact, a lot of, a lot of streamers say, "Hey, uh, by the time you'll see, you'll see this, or you know, today is this day, but you'll see it this." It doesn't matter. They'll watch it when they watch it. Why are you such a stickler? I'm not a stickler. You're a stickler. It's just like things to be done a certain way. Because you're a stickler. That doesn't make me a stickler. All right. So, what the hell? Oh, there we go. So, uh, this was a long standing like, fan wish, and it actually came true. So, once again, Johnny Young Bosch, who everyone knows is Adam Park from Power Rangers, Power Rangers Turbo, Power Rangers Zeo. And Trigon will once again perform the voice of Bash Stampede in the new Trigon series. Yes. Yeah, in Trigon Stampede. So. Hey, Johnny Young Bosch here. I got my start in voiceover many moons ago on a series called Trigon, a sci-fi western anime with an awesome story and great characters and one that literally launched my voiceover career. So I am very happy and excited to announce that I will be returning as Vash in Trigun Stampede, an all-new anime adaptation on this classic franchise. Trigun Stampede is currently streaming on Crunchyroll and the dub will arrive on January 21st, so please mark your calendars and I'll see you then. Yes, which is uh, so far getting pretty good reviews. The show looks really good. I unfortunately yet to watch it. I will have watched it by next week to give a full review of the first uh, two episodes because only one episode is out so far. And so far, uh, but what I've seen so far looks amazing. Yeah, so he posted on Instagram and Twitter. He said, Voice and Vash, the Stampede in the original Trigun series was a role that literally launched my voiceover career, and I'm extremely excited to voice him again in this all-new adaptation anime adaptation from Orange. I look forward to going on this adventure with the fans once more. I hope new audiences will enjoy the journey as well. So, I never saw the original Trigun series. I'm going to give this one a shot. Don't do that. Stop it. What? I ain't do nothing. You went... Yeah, I did. So, so you did something. So what are you talking about? I didn't do nothing. You it's just admitted 20, that you did. It's like 26 episodes. Just, Just watch it. I can just watch the new one and call it a day. It's just a reboot, right? And no, it's it's different. The, no, it's a whole nother. No, you got to watch both. You don't have to watch both. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't got to do both, enough. Both of them are different. To say that this one, no, you're going you're to get two different experiences out of these two films, uh, series. Watch both. No. All right. So, yeah, so that is actually happening. I'm very excited about that because I actually met Johnny Young Bosch at Supercon this year. Despite the fact that my memory card last decided, year, I'm going to do this every now and then people last year. Yes. Um, despite the fact that I did take a picture with him and my memory card got corrupted. And so oh, that picture, no. yeah, that picture no longer exists, but he did sign my black ranger figure. So yeah, there's that. Samir, what you got? Oh, what do I have? 
right. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, <laughs> so uh, James Cameron is uh, at it again uh, with a. So basically, he uh, he got, he got in the headlines yet again because he we basically can't get rid of the guy. Um, we don't have to talk about every single James Gunn accolade out there, Samir. Gunn, James Cameron. We talking about James Cameron. Different James Cameron. Di- yes. Different you know, Jimbo. You know who I meant? Different Jimbo. Anyways, he did an interview with Variety yet again, and uh, basically he, he said, "Enough with the streaming already, and I'm tired of sitting on my ass." Doesn't oh, so make he's sense. just gonna take my story, huh? Because you don't. I mean, we talk about the story. You gave this one to me, didn't you? you no, I didn't. No, you're Indian giver. I didn't give it to you. I posted it in the chat, so I was going to talk giver. about it. Because you, sir, are about to possibly become a hypocrite. Because you have said on this on this podcast multiple times, "Oh, just go to streaming. I don't want to go to the movies." That, I still say that. James Cameron said the other thing. I'm not a hypocrite. Why do you assume I'm automatically agree with James Cameron? Because it's James Cameron. No, all right, I'm not going to agree with him. So, because I was about to jump on him on how he put his foot in his mouth because I'm tired of sitting on my ass. It's like, bro, you in the theater, you assume me sitting on your ass. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, that's what a lot of the comments have said. So it's like the only difference is you have to go spend fifteen dollars on a movie ticket. Now, mind you, the streaming service is also like fifteen dollars a month. So it's like it's all it's all up in the air. At this point. plus popcorn and whatever snacks you decide. Still to buy. popcorn. I mean, I have bought popcorn. I mean, never, because I hate popcorn, but I haven't bought a snack at the movie theater. I don't know, man. At least 20 years. Yeah, he, he basically pulled the Kim Kardashian with the get off your ass and work. No one wants to work these days. So get off I mean, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was, no, he basically said, get off your ass and go watch the movie theaters and get back on your ass. I mean, I would, I would, I would take more than that, but I mean, that's the sim- simplicity of it. It's like uh, true, but then again, this is a guy that was like, "Oh, when do we take? When do we leave to go to the bathroom? Oh, don't worry, y'all gonna see it again. Yeah, yeah, don't worry." And sure enough, it's like people had to have seen that movie twice. <laughs> like, yo, do you know anyone who's personally seen it twice? No, but I'm pretty sure people have. I saw the first one twice in theaters. I'm talking about this one because, you know, he's saying, oh, yeah, just, you know, go pee and come watch it again. Yeah, watch it twice. Go back in and watch it twice. <laughs> but you haven't seen it twice, right? No, I haven't seen it twice. I really, in this day, in my, in, in this point of my life, I don't see movies twice. Okay, just making sure. Like, I have to, yeah. I would have to be like, oh, a group of friends are going to the movie theater and I have nothing to do that night. I guess I'll watch it again. But I rarely do that now. Like, it's like I, a, I would a, never do that. But that's just me. Um, well, I try not to do that. Like, I rarely see movies twice. I think the last one I saw twice was possibly No Way Home. But hey, now that's just me. because um they they released another edition. No, I didn't even watch that one in theaters. I'm just talking about the original cut. I saw it twice. That was possibly like, like, but I think we had this discussion before, like when he first brought it up. Um, yeah, I mean, like, possibly like when I was a child, I saw like the first Spider-Man movie 15, 20 times in theaters. But other than that, cool. Imagine watching like a movie that much. 
Okay, Samir, sometimes people do that. Did you not recall that a man in Florida just got the Guinness Book of World Records for seeing Spider-Man No Way Home in theaters 200 and something times? I think you might be tired of something. There was this one guy that had a record for watching Pirates of the Caribbean, like the first one, like over and over and over again. This How can like, you get tired of something? I mean, just, jeez. All right, it's your turn. Yeah. All right. So, oh, hold on one second. So, Simon Pegg has actually, it's actually been revealed that Simon Pegg is going to be the voice of the infamous cantacris headmaster Phineas Nagelis Black in Hogwarts Legacy. Cantacris? So yes. What I cantacris. Uh, I'm sorry, cantacris. Yes, cantacris. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think this is his first voice role in a video game. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, because he's done animation work before. Definitely. Yeah, he's definitely done animation work before. I'm going to double check. But to the best of my knowledge, this is his first time doing a video game. Hold on one second. They don't even... Oh, wait. Will it be on the filmography? Because... All right. Oh, video games. Oh, no. He's actually done a... Wait, that's television. Yeah, he's done uh, several video games. He's been in Fable 3, Spare Parks. Spare Parts. Uh, there was a Star Trek game. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that Star Trek game and all that came out on the PS3. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront, Ice Age, Arctic Black, and now Hogwarts Legacy. So, you know, I stand corrected. But yeah, so Hogwarts Legacy drops February 10th. I still need to pre-order that, and I need to pre-order Dead Space, because that comes out in about two weeks. Oh, yeah. That is from real Yeah, uh, I'm not getting the limited runs edition as much as I want that helmet. I don't want to have to wait almost a year to get my uh collector's edition because it's hey limited run games i'm still waiting for my shutter's revenge radical edition or cowabunga edition whatever the super deluxe edition was just i don't know why you're still talking about this game because i still don't i have feel it. like we spent all of last year talking about it i still don't have it that's all i'm saying bro i'm playing the cowabunga collection right now and i still don't have it <laughs> I have the old games faster than I got the one that came out last year. I'm just saying, man. But what do you got? All right. So Ubisoft is in trouble right now. Oh, Lord, uh, what they do in, now? In addition to delaying Skull and Bones, which they remember that pirate game they were doing like a yes. million years ago? That, yes. You know, back when pirates were cool. Yes. And uh, yeah, so this game got delayed a sixth Time. Just cancel the game at this point. It's already. It's probably almost done. It's just they keep. They got to finish it up so it works. Yeah. Well, Batgirl was almost done, and that got scrapped. That's what was a movie. A little different. Um, also, they canceled three other unannounced games. Mm. I mean, what's see, the, they also what, of course. Yeah. I mean, what's the point of telling us you canceled three unannounced games? I don't think they don't told us. I think it just got out that it happened. Mm. Um, okay. Also, they uh, they uh, had a couple of losses last year. So Mario Plus Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, uh, underperforming. It, it underperformed last year, even though it was really ambitious and well liked. Um, uh, let me see. They they posted their earnings loss. I'm trying to see if I can find that. Um, 
They just took a lot of bells, huh? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, this movie's something. I mean, what? I mean, all they got is Ray, man. I mean, they they, they also had the Assassin's Creed, you know what I mean? Oh, I keep forgetting that's them. I don't know why my brain always says, oh, that's um, Watch Dogs. EA. Bro, Watch Dogs. Legion Far Kill. Cry. Okay. Watch Dogs Legion killed the franchise. Far Cry. You know, first person. Oh, I want to say it's up into the hundreds of millions that they 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 uh they took a loss uh, last year. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I can't. Don't quote me on that because you know I'm not a a finance guy anyway. So what do I care? I'm not even looking into this. But yeah, they took some mad losses financially, and uh, it's looking bleak. I'm like, yo, I, I, at this point, it's morbid curiosity if I ever even look at this game to to or even play it because it's like Skull and Bones. They announced that back in like 2017, I think. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised. Six years. Yeah, it's I wouldn't really be surprised. It, it, it was okay. It got announced the same time they announced uh, Sea of Thieves. What the hell is Sea of Thieves? Are you kidding me? You don't know about that game? I probably know of it. I just don't recall it. It's a pirate game on Xbox. You just do stuff. Jeez, guys, stay, stay informed. Oh, no. No wonder because it's an online game. Nah, I'm cool. Stay informed. Just because you don't play. Oh, because it's Xbox. It's an Xbox only game. That's Again, why. stay informed. Samir, okay. why would I want to be informed about something I don't have? You because have you, a PC. You, you told yourself as a podcast uh, uh, content creator, you have to inform your audience. That's why you can't just. We're not a PlayStation podcast, sir. All right, we're a. We talk podcast. about stuff on the Switch as well. I bought the Radical Edition on the Switch. Just say, stay informed. All right, stop being a stop being a fanboy. I'm not a fanboy. You are a fanboy. I don't have an Xbox, so why would I care about an Xbox? Because you should care about gaming as a whole. Stay informed. Stop being a fanboy. I know you're not talking Mr. PC as the master race. But I own other consoles. I talk about other consoles. But you shit on consoles all the time. But I talk about them. Barely. I stay informed. You got any more more on the Ubisoft story? I I got more on your your tomfoolery. I'm done. Okay. So there's apparently a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragons TV series um, in the works. So yeah, this is also going to be based on the other four novels in the. Now, frame. question: Is this anything to do with the Sword of Destiny that came out a bunch of years ago? But that was the Sword of Destiny. Uh, the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon TV show called the Sword. So, <clears throat> the the if you remember the first movie that came out like in like 1998 or whatever, 2000, I think it was 2000. The uh, the the sword, the Green Desi, um, which I think was uh, wielded by a Chaiyan fast character, Lee Mubai, and it was pretty much the center. This was MacGuffin of the whole plot, essentially, because they were trying to. They spent most of the plot trying to retreat it. I don't know, but next time let me finish the article before you cut me off. Oh, yeah, so yeah, as I was saying, the other four novels in the Crane Iron Pentology series will also be developed. And this is going to be done by Jason Ning, who did something called Silk Spider Society. Is that the spider? Is that the Silk series that's supposed to be coming out? <clears throat> because yes, that is the series that will be on Amazon. Oh God, why that title? Why can't they just go with Silk? But whatever, Silk what? What's, what's the title? Silk Spider Society. That sounds cool. <laughs> okay, so here's my problem with the title. 
Are we going to see other spider people? We don't know the parameters of what they can use. It's called spider society. Yeah, it could be just a symbol. Because I feel like they're going to like mess that up and just like, I don't know, make random BS characters. It's like, I like Silk, but Silk has only had three miniseries. No, one ongoing and two miniseries. And even then, they still kind of somehow revolve around Peter Parker. Like, he'll be a point of reference in there. Like, he's worked. Cindy's working for J. Jonah Jameson. It's like, can you use J. Jonah Jameson on this show? That's on Amazon. Is it Sony produced? Is MGM for Amazon? So I don't know. Is it's under Sony's tele Sony Television? I don't know. It's hard to say. It's, it's very tricky. With, I'm with, willing with to give them a shot, but you know how, you know how I feel about isolated comic characters. Yes, that originally are from a greater a greater pantheon of characters. Like I'm all for Invincible or um, the Boys, which are standalone properties, and they kind yeah, of self-contained. But, but Invincible less crossed over, and well, not other books, but the other characters have crossed over here. Right, but that's not his point of the book. It's really just a self-contained story. But it's like a, a large portion of uh, of these characters' appeals that they work together. With other characters from other series, and I'm yeah, sorry, I'm that usually only works in DC and Marvel. Exactly. If it's a DC Marvel character, then they need to be in a, in the universe. I'm sorry, but Disney has spoiled me, and nothing else is going to work. <sighs> you mean the CW has spoiled you? No, Disney. Okay, I get you that because Avengers did ha- happen before the uh, before Barry Allen showed up on Arrow. I mean, we got that shitty Justice League in Smallville. <laughs> they didn't have. They don't hate on that Justice League. And Smallville, that, 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 but they uh, all they all spun out of Smallville. It's not like they all had their like, own TV that, series. That, that Chuck E. Cheese Jamboree version. <laughs> he always finds a reason to hate on Smallville. <laughs> it could be worse. I could be ranting about Brian Singer. Yeah, we don't need you to do that again. But what you got? Brian Singer sucks. Okay. So, <clears throat> oof, drama, drama, drama. Justin Roiland, co-creator of um, Merck and Morty. Oof, he's in trouble right now. So All he's right. facing he's facing uh, uh, felony domestic charges right now. Yeah, so here's my billion-dollar question. Since when have we become a podcast that talks about creators' personal lives when he's the co-creator of one of the uh, uh, most popular uh, adult cartoon shows. Okay, so well, uh, we didn't talk about Andrew Kreisberg being fired from the Flash, Legends, and every other show he was executive producing because of sexual assault allegations. You didn't bring it up. You didn't bring it up either. That's why I'm. That's why I'm. Watching Arrowverse. You were watching the Arrowverse when this happened. This was before crisis. No one talked about it. In fact, we should talk. About, so that's a problem. So when you have creators of of popular con, um, content uh, get in trouble like this, they tend to get it brushed under the rug because people like the content. You know, it's like no, we need to make these people accountable. Essentially, like uh, Warren Ellis with uh, Castlevania. Like I, I liked Castlevania and his other. I liked a lot of his other works too. And oh, lo and behold, you know he got me too. So I'm like, shoot, I guess I can't join you at work anymore. You know, so it's like you gotta you gotta have to take a stance here. But so are we gonna, gonna watch are we the gonna, new series? Yeah, he's not involved though. Okay. 
So, so are you going to tell us more on this story or are you just going to read the headline or do I have to do your research for you? Um, do you want to? You seem to enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. I do too many things on this podcast. Oof. I mean, I can look at my closet and pull out that very small violin and just play that tune. Um, yeah, so he pleaded guilty to the incident in 2020. The charges include one felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury and one felony charge of false imprisonment by menace, violence, and fraud and or deceit. I, that, okay. And uh, he was arrested and released on a $50,000 bond in August 2020. So, yeah. And, yikes. So, um, the court will convene again on uh, April 27th. And uh, he's ordered to attend the hearing as well. So, he's he lucky in trouble. And we don't know who he assaulted. I thought it was his wife. No, it, that the person's identity is not. It says domestic no. violence, so it's, I would imagine domestic violence does not necessarily mean your partner. It, I mean, true, it could be your kid or, or someone you live with or neighbor. Domestic hmm. violence is just basically like. Nah, you, didn't you? Shouldn't you? Hang on a second. I'm gonna look this up. Domestic violence. Okay, so yeah, someone in the, someone who lives in his house. Right, so it has to yeah. go. It has to be his one of his kids or his it could wife. be partners, ex partners, immediate family members, other relatives, and family friends. The term domestic violence is used when there is a close relationship between the offender and the victim. So yeah. it could have been a friend, could have been his aunt, his Probably mom, his, his grandma, his father, his uncle, his son, his daughter. I don't know his personal life, but let's find. We can find out. Bro, why we deep why we keep diving into this man's personal life? We, we we talked about it because he should be held accountable, Bernard. Okay. Once again, we're talking about it, but that don't mean you got to go all TMZ. Like, okay, who did he hit? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it was someone he was dating at the time. His the man girlfriend. didn't even marry. Yeah, you're talking about his wife. Oh, yeah, he could have a girlfriend. Yeah. Well, his girlfriend. There you go. Yeah, but I mean, I honestly haven't started season six of Rick and Morty. I'm behind on a lot of stuff. I still have to finish Atlanta. Oof. <clears throat> but yeah, so there's that. So we already talked about one James, but let's talk about the other James, James Gunn. So he said, so basically there's a new DC Universe announcement that's supposed to be coming up within the next few days. Uh, he said that the new Superman actor will not be revealed at this announcement. Casting happens after the script is done. <laughs> so, okay, I, everyone, I everyone is saying everyone, everyone is you know saying that a rumor that Jacob Lordy was cast as the new Clark Kent. And for those of you who don't know who Jacob Lordy is, he is on Euphoria. I cannot remember his character's name, but he is an abusive piece of shit. Uh, what is his character's name on Euphoria? I forgot that he was Australian. He was also in the kissing booth. He played uh, Noah Flynn. Oh, he he's Nate Jacobs on Euphoria. Yeah, I remember that. Because I would always go punk ass Nate. So, yeah. So, James Gunn said, my thoughts are no one has been cast as Superman yet. Casting, as, as is almost always the case for me, what happened after the script is finished or close to being finished and it isn't. We'll announce a few things in the not, in the not too long 
but the casting of Superman won't be one of them. So, yeah, I mean, I really wish... See, <laughs> okay, so Twitter is very good with, like, fake news as far as, like, political and health-wise standpoint goes, right? They really need to do something about, like, media as well. So, like, TV and movie news, because um, Samir has done this a few times. He has followed. Yeah, he has not. Don't he, keep keep oh, your, my name out your mouth. Okay, so Samir has posted tweets from this this fake news Marvel site uh, Twitter page called. Uh, they're still in the Twitter chat. I can just literally screenshot and post it here if you want. I don't know. Called Marvel updates, and that in updates is spelled with a three instead of an e. Oh, it's like well, this is not a verified source whatsoever. <clears throat> So they have said things like what you talking about. they have said things like Ben Foster is going to be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and other crap like that to the point where I told Samir stop posting crap from them it, and I've blocked them so I can't even see the tweets when he posted. So it's just like yeah. So this actually came from a Super Film News Twitter page that said Jacob. Oh, okay, so they said rumored. But James Gunn literally had to retweet this and say, nope, fake news. But yeah, so. Uh, we'll find out when we find out. You know what's lame about all these DC movies? It's like, I really want to rewatch Suicide Squad, but you it doesn't still matter. still watch them. Bro, <laughs> if go anywhere. you it's can just... go back and rewatch Batman from 1989 if you want to. I mean, 80, 86. Batman 89 was the comic. Um, but yeah, you can go back and watch those if you want to. You can go back and watch Superman 1 and 2. We don't I talk could, about 3 and 4. They just don't go anywhere. Yeah. But I'm just saying, man, you can still watch stuff. I mean, you don't ever go back and watch the original of uh, in a, the original over the reboot or anything like that? It depends on if it's bad or not. Uh, of course, it depends on if it's bad or not. So, I mean, I'm just saying. So, you you wouldn't go back and watch interview with the vampire and that the show is out. <clears throat> the, well, no, the show, the movie, and the show are two different things. I know, but it, it, what did I just say, Samir? Would, I didn't say they had to be the same thing. Well, all, look, all I'm saying Superman is Superman is obviously different from Man of Steel. <clears throat> all I'm saying is it's like. When you have a continuity that that just kind of went sideways and down the crapper, you don't want to watch the, the good ones because all the bad ones are there. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It's just it's just feel it. What do you got, man? It's like, all these characters ain't gonna go nowhere. They don't mean nothing anymore. It's just it's just it's just a good movie in a, in a sea of garbage. I mean, that was basically a good chunk of the Snyderverse. They have like what three fresh, four fresh movies. The Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, because, oh, Birds of Prey. Oh, that, that, that debacle. <clears throat> I'm glad that's going to disappear in the ether. We don't um, know that. We don't know that. Quit saying that, because remember, James Gunn said everyone isn't gone. Remember, he shut down the whole uh, rumor of Zachary Levi being um, replaced. So we don't know who's standing and who's going. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, so Netflix has canceled two of the shows I watched in recent weeks. Uh, one of which is Inside Job. 
after two seasons. The other is uh, Dead End, Paranormal Park. It's also been canceled after two seasons. I mean, it's Netflix. They don't give shows a chance to find their audience. It's like Blockbuster was out for like a month, and they were just like, "Okay, uh, it's canceled." If they don't, if you don't get that high stream in the first week or two, you out. But you, yeah, it's just like everything. That's how, that's how streaming works. Like the, if the <laughs> streams are high in the first because it, it tapers off at that point. You know, so yeah. it's like they don't give them a chance to to come back later on. Yeah, it's like okay, so we can't get a cult following. I mean, not a cult following, so we just can't, um, you know, find our footing. It's like give give shows a sh- I swear to God, people keep calling me at the damn front gate. But um, yeah, it's just like come on, let it breathe. Got to give it time. But nope, Netflix is like no, nah. and that's that's another reason I'm planning on getting rid of Netflix. Not only because they're twenty two dollars a month for four <laughs> K, it's like really everyone else has a set price, and you have X Y Z amount of users, and now they're trying to pull this BS of oh you can't share your password, really. So I'm paying you, and I can't do what I want to do with my account. So no. <laughs> And and they really need to. They are basically what. Remember when the PS3 first came out and it was six hundred dollars. Yep. And everyone complained about the price of it. Yep. And then they released the uh, the same base model, but it wasn't backwards compatible for like three hundred. It was like, it was more, but yeah. Yeah, it might have been four hundred. I don't remember, but it was it was cheap. It was significantly cheaper than the sixty gig. Yeah. So it's just like Netflix, y'all need to come accordingly. Yeah, y'all were the first ones to make streaming a thing, but guess what? There's other people out there. Netflix, you can be replaced. Yeah, yeah, they actually, they can. Yeah. So, um, so I guess we can talk about this one, and then we can go into our review. So, Megan has been cleaning up the box office for the past, what, week and a half, two weeks now? Yeah, it's been doing so well. Yeah, and apparently there's already a sequel in development, and, bro, there's nothing else in that cup. I haven't had breakfast yet. Okay, and so Jason Blum, this is the first time he's actually said, you know, even before a movie has come out, he's wanted to do a sequel. And... The, and the reason why he wanted to do that was because of the pitch that was given to him when, you know, the movie was, you know, being pitched on. They just said AI gone wrong. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, because we're going to obviously get into it a little bit more when we talk about. <clears throat> well, uh, our I'm excited for a sequel, but also uh, the uh, the idea of an unrated edition for this one. Really good. I'm going to go into detail, uh, obviously, during the review. But, um, yeah, I can't wait for more content on this IP, honestly. Okay, so when it comes to Blumhouse, there's never an unrated cut. They're going to get one now. Did they say that? Yeah. The oh, same, they did? The same post that they, uh, the same article that announced that they were having a sequel is also announcing that they were going to have an unrated cut. Okay, yeah. I don't know they if uh, they're going to, they're going to, um, Put it on put it in theaters. It's probably going to go straight to. Uh, I mean, when, it, when the yeah. no, yeah, when the, when it goes to digital or Blu-ray, that's when it will happen. 
Because that's what happened with Truth or Dare. Like Truth or Dare was a box office um, hit. It wasn't a um, critical hit as far as, you know, the critics goes. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they will release the, I mean, unrated is kind of pushing it. I think this movie was PG-13. So it'll just probably be an R-rated cut in theaters if they do that. But unrated just on the Blu-ray 4K digital release. But, so yeah, let's go ahead and get into our review of Megan. All right. So this movie is done by Blumhouse Studios and it stars Allison Williams, uh, Gina Davis, Amy McDowell, Violet McGraw, Kimberly Crossman, Brian Jordan Avales, Jen Brown, and Ronnie Ching. And it was directed by Jared Johnstone and obviously produced by Jason Blum of Blumhouse Films and James Wan. So, synopsis. Uh, if my computer hurries up and loads, a robotic engineer at a toy company builds a life clock doll that begins to take a life on its own. So, I think I talked about this movie last year, like before, uh, like when the first trailer dropped and like nobody was paying attention to it. And, um, you were like, I'm tentatively excited. I've got to see what the reviews are. So, this movie is currently fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe it's at a 87 or 90 something. I can't remember. Let me double check right now. Maybe higher. Uh, where is it? Not really. Y'all not going to show me the Rotten Tomatoes page. Oh, 95. Yeah. So yeah, 95 tomato score and a 79% from the audience. So, what are your thoughts? Well, okay, so spoiler, I loved it. Yes, obviously. Um, Movie's been out for two weeks now. I have little to no criticisms other than that they could have took it further with the subject matter and just push it to another rating, but I get that they wanted more seats and more make it hit more uh, people. Yeah. But yeah, not, yeah, I, I really have no notes or criticisms. Um, I just really enjoyed the ride. Uh, same here. Uh, I did get Teen Wolf vibes from the one scene in the woods where she got on all fours and started running. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> um, Ronnie Ching was actually pretty good. Uh, hopefully he does a whole lot. He gets a whole lot more roles in Hollywood because I think this is like his second biggest movie that he's been in. He's been on like Young Rock and obviously he was on The Daily Show for a, for a while. Uh, he also does stand up. And he was also in. I keep forgetting he was in Shang Chi. Apparently, he was also in Godzilla vs Kong, and he was also in Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, so yeah, it looks like he's got a. Sh oh, that already came out. He did a short called "A Father's Son." But yeah, I mean, and obviously, we all know Allison Williams. Everyone may primarily know her from either Girls or Get Out. But I mean. So, I mean, what you got any, any like particular takeaways that like like made you kind of shy away or like I mean, I didn't shy away. So, I mean, you kind of So the movie how I put it. So, I mean, you kind of already see where the movie's going to go, so you just need to see it executed correctly, which it did. And everyone um involved had their, you know, they played their part correctly. Um a shout out to the leading lady Allison Williams because, you know, she did a good job. 
<laughs> there was a couple scenes that I didn't think they would go there, like the um the scene in the woods. I'm like, I was surprised they went that far. When, I can't wait to see what they're rated. When, when, when the like. kid died, yeah. I mean, they show that in the trailer. I didn't watch trailer. It's a horror movie. You know, what I mean, I don't watch trailers for horror movies. So okay. I keep forgetting you had that stupid rule for some reason. They show too much. By case in point, that that scene was a uh, surprise for me. You, on the other hand, saw it coming. Yes, I did. Yeah, so I don't like that. Okay, no, I get that. <laughs> um, I think my takeaway scene it was in the trailer, but I didn't know where we were leading to it uh, towards the end of the movie. When she's dancing in the hallway and Ronnie Ching is there, I did not know, like, you know, that it was going to end like that with her taking the blade off of a uh, a paper cutter and <laughs> stabbing him in the back. Yes, I was all for that. I'm like, damn, man, he ain't even do nothing. He just wanted to mass produce you and make you some friends, you know. I mean. I am titanium. That song, oh yo, that song got me different. Yeah, I'm like, uh, hold on, wait. I know, I'm like, I'm, and I'm watching the movie. I'm like, I know the lyrics to this song. I'm like, bro, she sang in titanium. She was. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Everything about that, yes. Also, uh, I call shenanigans. If you go a ten grand uh, Android toy thingy, that thing better be waterproof. Why wasn't she waterproof? Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe that would have made the made it more expensive. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, maybe. Yeah, but apparently there's also a lot of uh, issues with uh, titanium because he had never actually authorized David Guetta to record that song. It was just supposed to be a demo. You sure? Yeah, that was that the was song was everywhere. I know, but it's it's actually a fun fact that I found out about the song actually a few months ago. She getting royalties, right? Yeah, she's getting royalties now, but she never actually wanted. She was it was it was a demo for someone else, and he was just like, "Oh, you know, oh, I'm going to release this song." Because you know he's French. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can look it up. It's on Wikipedia and everything. But, um, okay, uh, low point of the movie. Like, if uh-huh. you had one. Low point. Um, it, I mean, I don't want to say something as uh, mid or uninspired as it could have been gorier. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, that's kind of it. I, and that's not really a, crit- a valid criticism. Okay. And, um, Here's the fun fact about Titanium. It was actually written for Mary J. Blige. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, but like I said, the demo leaked online, and it was just like, screw it. But um, I can't really think of a low point for me besides, like, the, the beginning. I mean, I, I like what they did with the trailer, so they didn't actually reveal that, you know, um, her um her sister died, and that that was her niece. So when you go into it, you think that Katie is actually her daughter, but she's a workaholic. So that that, that oh, was, I got one scene. <laughs> okay, all right, two scenes actually. One I said about cutting me off, but go ahead, whatever. 
Okay, so one, the collectible toys and how she opened it, I was like, no, oh, that destroyed me. Yeah, and then, that, and then the goddamn thing, it's just a toy, you can remember it. I'm like, and she, and the lady's trying to explain how it works. And like, she keep getting cut off. I'm like, let the lady explain how the toy works. It's, it's just a toy. Let her lead and roll it around the floor. I'm like, that's not, it's not a ball. It's like, why? Why is it that, oh my God, dude, she removed it from the package. It was brand new, mint. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, like, when I saw that scene, I'm like, okay, Samira's probably just like cringing right now. Or- I was cringing. I was like, that scene destroyed me inside. Yeah, because like we said last week, guys, you know, because we're kidults, you know. I don't like that word. <laughs> that's why I use air quotes. But, yeah, we can play with our toys if we want to. But Samira is a do not remove from original packaging type of person. Like I said, I paid $250 for this Spider-Man. I'm playing with it. But your toys, your toys, right? So, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do we give this movie? I give uh. it... A nine. I give it an eight point eight. Okay, why the point eight? You really gotta stop with the point eight. So you gotta justify the point eight. And the only reason why I'm giving a nine is because it's a Blumhouse movie, and I expected more gore. But at the same time, it's a Blumhouse movie, so I should have expected to be PG thirteen. Because truth or dare was PG thirteen. Happy Death Day. I want to say it's PG thirteen. Not sure. Let me double check. I don't think it was. I think it might be hard. But uh, why did you give it a 8.8? Samir? Yeah. Why'd you give it an 8.8 and Happy Death Day was PG-13? Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, so... I feel that... Again, it it, it lost a little... uh, A little oomph going Mm PG-13. It's superficial, but I think it's a valid criticism. And the idea that we have to wait for a uh, unrated edition, eh, okay, I guess. That's that's mostly it. And um, I can't think of anything else. I mean, that oh, whole... I got one thing for you. Go, go ahead. So here's the thing. So maybe because I'm a pet owner, but but what? I felt more remorse for the dog dying than did that kid. Yo. I mean, the kid was an asshole. The dog was also an asshole. And that yeah, lady, but the kid that lady like, should have kept her dog on the, on, on the leash. No, she did. But some some part of me was like, oh, she is missing her dog, though. And I felt a little bad for the lady walking around with the bowl in the middle of the night. Nah, she, like, nah they both had to go. Get they, the bowl well, out of here. She did because that dog needed to be regulated more. And, it, it, you know, she got that, kid, that girl bit. Exactly. So she sucks. But, and that kid was awful. It's like, you it. You instantly hate a character. They did such a good job with that. Yeah, yeah. that was the point of him. It was just oh, so it's like you just want like, him to die. Like immediately, like yo, this is a minor, y'all. This is a little child, y'all. We want him to die. Yeah, I was like, I'm cool on him. He can, he can go. Yeah, seriously. I mean, he was definitely going to be one of one of those frat boys you you hear about the news. Just saying. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I mean, this is a short episode, guys. Slow news week, and Samir looks like he's falling asleep. I ain't looking like nothing. Bro. Some of balls. All sleepy-eyed and heavy eyelids. No, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm in that post-workout, you know, vibe. Yeah, so you need a nap. I don't need a nap. I don't nap. Mm-hmm. All right? It's a lie. But, guys, I do believe that we are going to call it a wrap. So, this is Bernard, a.k.a. The Scholar Spider. And this is Samir, the King in Black. And that was another episode of the Angry Blurred Podcast. 
Join us next time. Same player channel, same player network. All right, since we didn't get to it this week because somebody didn't watch neither one, although he was talking about it all last week. So next week, we are going to give our review on the first episode of the Mayfield Witches because that's all I'm watching. So you can take that from there and don't. Yes, uh, Bernard will watch only one episode of The Mayfield Witches, no matter how interesting it is. You and literally said that the reviews are mid, and that first episode was bland and flat. So that's I didn't say. Is. I said that's what the that's what the uh, response is so far. And However, I, based on uh, audience Samir? response, it's been favorable. Samir, critics get like four or five episodes of a series. Hell, half the time they get the whole series in advance. They only they only review the first one. Mm. Then what I read anyways And Bernard is a uh, He's shit Yes Oh yeah So uh, join us next week And uh, I will break Bernard some more Okay And uh, yeah You guys have a great Classy weekend Alright Be sure to rate, review, subscribe Tell a friend to tell a friend Uh, Peace in the Middle East And chicken grease And all that stuff Samir tell the people Bye Uh, Yes Live long and prosper Why are you talking Why Stop talking like that This isn't an ASMR podcast no, it's MP- I was going. To, I was trying to go for the whole uh, NPR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. No, it didn't. <laughs> Whatever. You were like, oh, class. We will see you next week. Have a nice day. That, that's no. not what I was doing. Basically, it was. But yeah, guys, peace. See, you 